Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000. Digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida, where I have the privilege of helping hundreds of entrepreneurs to start, launch, and grow their businesses. Today, our super powered guest. I used to use fearless guests, but then I got ripped apart by one of my guests about there's nothing with fears. So I'm going to say today our courageous entrepreneur guest Love is that. Calvin Wayman. And Calvin is a uh, writer on Entrepreneur Magazine, uh, Social Media Examiner, uh, Huffington Post as well. And then he's also a published author uh, with the book Fish Out of Water. And he's a Facebook friend uh, of mine, and I get to see Calvin just doing all these like motivational, inspirational posts, but here's what I like best. It's not the cheesy motivation that's been regurgitated over and over again. Calvin does unique, one-of-a-kind, within his own voice, content and value and contribution to the world. And his, what he has to say is powerful. So Startup Nation, I want you to listen, listen good, both ears open on this show. Calvin, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Joseph, first of all, I love, I don't know who ripped you apart, but I've always had a thing with the fearless thing too, because I'm like, who the F are these people that are fearless? Like, like, I've, like the most powerful people in the world, like when I've got to know them, you, like, and in my journey, there's so much fear but it's all about like facing it and having the courage. So props to whoever that was. Yeah. So let me spot him out. Larry wing it. I love Larry wing it, man. He's like, he, calls, Larry. he brands himself as the world's only irritational speaker. He, <laughs> so he's known across the world. He's on CNN. He's a Fox news guy and everything. And that's the guy they call in when they want just to hear, tell it like it is slap some people around and, and, Let's get past the excuses. That so. is great marketing too. The world's only irritational speaker. I love that. I've exactly. Got so fill I, in the gaps in your intro now, Kevin. What so do you want for, our audience to know about you? On this note, I think the thing, that, and I think you and I agree on this, that I think it's important to know that I always want to start with is I want people to know who are listening to this that I'm just a regular dude. Like after people look at like a bio or something like that, or since I'm on a show, I must be different. Literally, there's nothing different for me from me than people that are entrepreneurial that are listening to this that want to make it happen. And it was only two and a half years ago, coming on three years, that I quit my day job. I was the podcast listener two and a half, three years ago. I was the wanting it to to happen. And I think it's important to know that there's nothing different from us that are now, I guess, seeing some results and everybody else, because sometimes it's easy to put people on pedestals and think that we can't get mm. there or they're special or there's something messed up with me. That's just super important because like even when I was getting started on my journey, when I hit those first walls and thought I needed to be fearless or was falling down, I thought that there might be something deeply wrong with me, but there's mm. not. So, I mean, that's a big gap is just know like, you and I were both regular people, just looking fear in the face and falling down, never being perfect. Even if we're following, following some strategy, it's never exactly right, but we're just going after it. So, yeah. Calvin, I, I love that you just went there, right? And Startup Nation, listen to what Calvin said. Two to three years ago, 
he was listening to podcasts. He was in your shoes. He was like, someday that's going to be me. Right? Totally. And what it took to make someday today is he faced the fears that show up in his life, right? Mm -hmm. The same fears that you have. One thing I believe as humans, Calvin, is we all have the same struggles. That's what makes so us real. the same, right? Mm -hmm. What makes us unique is how we, we respond to those struggles or don't, right? Totally. That's what I see. So Calvin, take a minute and share with us something personal about you that very few people in your business life know. Oh man, you just, we're just totally going deep fast right now, aren't Heck we? Yeah, bro. Something personal that not very many few pe very few people in my business life know. Dude, I'm totally gonna go here. Um, something I want to talk about more and more that I'm just coming out on. Um, so I was brought up in a very unconventional environment. Um, that would surprise a lot of people that's kind of personal and I don't want to like step on too many people's toes, especially people that are uh, like have awesome like backgrounds of faith and, and great religions. But I was brought up in an, in an environment that was awesome, but it was like something that I have now come to the conclusion that I don't know if it's quite for me. So I was brought up in an environment where I'm actually a child of a polygamous family. Hmm. Um, yeah. I have four moms and a lot of brothers and sisters and grew up in a, in a very awesome environment. Um, but I have since like with literally within the last two months decided that uh, the religion, I guess, that I've been brought up in and stuff like that is just not something that is for me. So as far as like organized religion and stuff like that, it's just something that I'm kind of stepping away from right now. And that's been kind of a big deal in my personal life with family and friends and stuff like that. And it's something behind the scenes that can take a lot of energy off of you because it's such a deep thing, but people don't sit on the front end. Like I've literally, this is the first show that or anything public in any way that I've ever said those words. And since you asked it, you got it. So there you go. How does it feel getting that out? Feels good. I mean, it's just, it, it's the truth. It's it, freedom, it's right? Real. Yeah. It's freedom when we share those deep, dark things. And yeah. listen, I get it. And as you know, I have another podcast called Broken Catholic, where oh. I speak with uh, Catholics, non-Catholics, atheists, and agnostics about why the world isn't working right now. Really? In a world so that you, works so you're by bringing, removing all the labels, right? So, so you, you bring on everybody. Oh, heck yeah, brother. So I'll probably have you as a guest on that show, and we can talk about what you just brought up, which is kind of cool. All right, let's get back to business here, right? Yeah, let's bring it back. Let's bring all it back. right, our audience loves to know, Calvin, how much revenue did your business bring in last year, approximately gross revenue? My business last year or the, or the one that we're currently in that we're now at the end of? 2016 uh, or something? Yeah, yeah, the last 12 months. Last 12 months, I'm at like 150, 160K. Got it. And what are you guys on track to do this year over the next 12 months? <sighs> That's, dude, I want to be real. I don't fucking know. Um, I, like it's, there's, it's, it's, gone, it's been kind of volatile. Hmm. My, my, my goal is to get it to pass the 200, 250 mark. Okay. But, 
but we'll see because my ultimate goal um i don't know if you know i have like the reason i have like a beard and stuff and the reason i have like a youtube show is my goal is to go after my first million and so i'm documenting that on my youtube show the going from zero to my first million so it'd be nice to make that million happen in 12 months in 2018 but we'll see i'm hopeful i'm going to be pushing my face off but on the baseline i want to cross the 200 mark I think, and, and our Startup Nation, you don't know this about Calvin yet, but Calvin uh, runs like triathlons and he's this hardcore, like physical type of dude. And he runs, and, and Calvin, you can fill in the gaps here, but you do things that most of the world would say that's not humanly possible. And what I think I if you bring that same mindset, yeah. yeah, I think if you bring that same mindset to making your first million that you bring to doing a triathlon, you'll crush it in, the, in 12 months. That's exactly like one thing you're referring to just to fill in the gap is I ran a 50 mile ultra marathon, which is two marathons in a row before I'd ever run a marathon in my life. So I wanted to run two at once instead of just one, just for the mental game of it to see if it was possible because you're right. It's, it's a physical thing, but it 100% was more about this. It was more about business and more about like, proving to myself that something that I once thought was impossible as possible because I want that to spill over in other areas of my life, like business and making my first million. How did you transition like mindset wise, you know, to go from, I've never run a marathon to I'm going to do a double one, you know, with that amount of miles and the, the physical exhaustion, that's literally in my opinion, mental suicide. Yeah. Right? It was a mind F. It was a mind F for sure. Really what it was is a, a realization that I had when I first heard that anybody ran 50 miles, I just dismissed it and was like, that's crazy. Nobody ever does that. And then I picked up a couple of weeks later, I picked up the book, the miracle, the miracle morning with Hal Elrod. And in that book, Hal Elrod went from hating running to running 50 miles. And then I was like, what? And then I started, I, that was like in that moment I, I had a realization and I was like, wait a minute, two weeks ago, when this was brought up to my awareness about running 50 miles, I just dismissed it as like, that's humanly impossible. Mm -hmm. Nobody can do it. And that is why I would never give it a shot. Not that I'm not actually capable of it. And so here's how Elrod, a, another normal dude that went from hating running, he signed up for two marathons in a row, an ultra marathon, and he did it. So then I was like, WTF. I wonder, holy cow, am I really capable of doing it? And I just threw it off and I'm like, and if I am capable, where else is that showing up in my life where I'm not even giving it conscious thought because I just assume that it's not possible. And so in that moment, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up for 50 miles and see if it's possible. And now I've been brought up to this world. Like, so I signed up long story short. I mean, there's a lot of like dark crap that you go through even going through that and then like things happening that you couldn't have expected like I thought I signed up at the perfect time of year being in September it ended up being a spot that it was snowing with rain and snow in the mountains like a lot of a lot of really stuff that challenges your mind but now there literally are people that I that I have got to talk to and meet that it's normal to run 100 mile races or there's a race right now that I just got invited to no joke it's in Moab, Utah. It's a 240 mile race. And I am actually considering it. Oh, yeah. Like so so what I'm hearing in the story, Calvin, is the four minute mile. 
before everybody thought it was impossible, then someone does it and all of a sudden oh. it's possible. Not only is it possible, like as soon as somebody did it, like the, the second person did it like 46 days later, mm -hmm. right? Like it happened fast and now thousands of people have done it. Yeah, I'm starting to have that same Roger Bannister effect happen in my, that's, that's what I try to do. That's what, I, that's what running is for me because I don't even consider myself a runner. I, I like doing stuff that I was like, well, if I, if I pulled this off, how's that going to affect my internal belief? If I pull off two marathons when I've never done one, how's that going to affect my belief? If I pull off running 240 miles right now, like if I signed up and ran one in October or maybe October 2019, that feels a little bit <laughs> like something that's impossible. Where does that like, like it's already working. Like even in that realm, like that is insane. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would never even think that's even possible. But since I experienced the 50 and saw that it was possible and now know that I know people that have run the mm -hmm. 240 Moab, the Moab 240, I'm like, holy F-bomb, it, it might be doable. So Now, Startup Nation, hopefully what's showing up for you here in Calvin's wisdom bombs is – the limits in your mind are the only thing that holds you back in your life and your business and, and getting to where it is you want to go. And the things that you think are impossible now, someone else has already done and proved that they are possible. And the second you start to face those limits, face those fears and go there, just like Calvin did, you start to see, wait a second, that is possible. Wait a second. I did it. Wait a second. What's next? What else uh, can I do, you know? So, Calvin, thanks for going there. Now, Calvin, we all love to, to really listen to the um, stories of millionaires and billionaires, right? Because they're so like, oh, someday I'm going to do that. They're so up there. Yet we struggle to relate to them because 90% of entrepreneurs are just struggling to barely get by, right? Totally. To make their first 100K. Yet putting up all the highlights of their life on their social media channels, acting like they're, they're crushing it, but they're really not. They're going home alone and broken, right? So totally. take us back to when you were struggling to make your first 100K, however long ago it was, and paint us a picture and tell us that story. Oh, my God. I, I mean, it's the whole thing's a struggle, but the, when I was – Right before I made my, had my first six-figure month was one of the darkest times of my life. And by a six-figure month, I'm talking 10K plus. If you're doing that, then you're doing six figures. And the, the entire thing was like just laced with anxiety, uh, depression at some points, and a lot of like, holy shit, what's going to happen or can I do this? Because something that may, people may not know, at least your audience, is – so three and a half or two and a half, three years ago, I quit my day job and just moved to Southern California to do door to door sales. That was my first entrepreneurial thing out of the corporate world because I wanted to give myself like the grit that I thought I would need to be in this entrepreneurial world. And man, was it, was it gritty. Um, <laughs> I've done so that. The, oh, so then, you know, like people, uh, I had somebody tell me if you could do four months of door to door, you could do pretty much anything. It's like a four year business degree. I totally yes. concur, but man, like you're making me just reflect back on a particular time, a particular period where it was the lowest I'd ever been in my life, where right after my training, uh, doing the door-to-door -door. I was going door-to-door -door with someone and we got a deal every single day now I was like on my own and I kind of got forced 
in needing to like leave my lease in Utah and move to Southern California and triple my rent cost without an income with my wife and my one-year-old on the bet that I'm going to make this work. So all of this pressure, if you can imagine it, like mm. going from like in Utah, literally spending like $640 in rent in Cedar City, Utah for like a three bedroom, 2000 square foot place. Like it like was super cheap. Then going from that to like $2,000 a month, like just totally different. And again, no guarantees. And, but I had hope because I did super well in the training. We got a deal every day, sometimes two times, sometimes three, but uh, certainly every day. And you're hitting like 75 doors, 40, 50 to 75 doors a day. So that those numbers aren't great because you're still getting a lot of rejection. But that kind of shows that you need to get at least one a day to not go crazy. And if you've done door to door, like you, you, you know that, right? Like if you're getting so many no's, like it's just mind effing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So like our law of averages was uh, 20 out of 100. So mm. if I do 100 pitches per day, I get 20 to say yes for a $10 donation. Ours was for uh, nonprofits, for charities. But yeah, I got 80 no's, 80 rejections per day. But the numbers were there. So I get what you're saying. Please continue yeah. with that story. So, so then what happened was I, with, with all the pressure and just hope and everything, I then go out and start knocking by myself. And I'm like, well, I have, like, I've done this big move. Like, this feels right. Like, I did, was doing a lot of praying around that time and was like, please help me just find out what the right path is. And that, like, I knew that that's what I was supposed to be doing. So I knew that everything was on my side and I was going to crush that. Um, the first day with all the energy and the excitement of moving. But I go out there day one, I get, how many do you think I got that day? Goose egg. <laughs> Big fat goose egg. You freaking got that right. And so that kind of kicked me a little bit. And I was like, whoa, I just hit 75 doors and I got nothing. That's like, I just worked my face off. Literally does not matter. That's what I was feeling like. I just did all that literally for nothing. Like mm. I, I could have been working at McDonald's. Mm. and I would have made more money than what I just did. I could have been a bum on the street asking for change, and I would have made more money than I just did. Like I started beating myself up, and talk about the internal chatter. Whoa, did that get loud around this time? Take us there. Take us there. Share some of that internal chatter. What, what were those thoughts? What were those things you were saying to yourself in your, your mind, or your mind was saying to you, I should say? Well, when I was in my day job, which I had left like just a few weeks prior to this, I had like 30 employees around or people I was working with. So I, if I ever got in a funk or anything, I could talk to another human being and mm. kind of pull out and feel better. Mm. But now it's just me in a neighborhood and all you hear is this. Nothing. Except maybe a dog barking once in a while. So there was a lot of like, holy shit like is what if this doesn't work like rent is coming up in three weeks oh my gosh and it's going to take like one or two weeks to process this i got to get something today holy crap am i good enough so it started to chatter a little bit on day one but this is where it gets louder i go out there day two and i hit another 50 to 75 doors because i'm like i got to do this and i was like there's this law of averages the word that you mentioned so i know that if i was getting at least one a day and I go out a second day and do the same amount of effort, how many am I likely to get that day? I'm gonna get two. 
So that made me feel good. I had been in sales before and I was like, sweet, I'm due for two tomorrow. I go out there, I hit another 75 doors. Guess how many I have at the end of day two? Still zero. And for the sake of time, let me just fast forward this. I then go out there day three, another 50 to 75 doors, door after door after door, still zero. Now the mind chatter is getting crazy. Something that had never happened, I am working my face off, doing what I feel is the most right thing. I feel cosmically I was supposed to be doing that, and I'm not getting the results, and I'm going to be effed because I literally have no income, and I have double the rent. I have a wife, one-year-old. What the F is going on? It's getting so freaking loud up here, I can't even explain. This is day three. Tell us some of the things that your mind was saying to you. Let me give you some of this after this. I go to day four, still zero. Then I go day five, door, 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 still zero. Day six, still zero. Day seven, still at zero. So at day seven, the mind chatter then, it was, it was a weird mix. Like every dark feeling you could think of was just like swirling. It was almost like not just – it was like suicide had, was already happening. Like it was like not only, it was almost like like this is my fate. Like it was almost like weird feelings of like humiliation of like is this really it? Like this and, and, it, and then it got to a weird point where that it was so negative in my head it almost became numbing. Like mm. it was so dark and so like this effing sucks. I can't like Dude, it, it's just weird. I can't even explain how dark that was on day seven going I, out. I get that. Now, Startup Nation, I just want to press the pause button here as we're chatting with Calvin because some of you may be saying or you may be saying to yourself, well, I've never done door-to-door -door sales. So I can't really relate. Yes, you can. What Calvin is talking about is the internal chatter and struggle that we all have as entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter what industry you're in or what you're doing specifically. Think of the times when you doubt yourself. Think of the times when you say you set the goals, you're all in, you're energized, you're pumped, you're doing your mantras in the morning, right? You're getting fired up. You're, you've told other people, you've committed to goals and then you go out and start doing it and it's not working. And day one, day two, day seven, it's still not working. What the F? And you start yeah. to question yourself and doubt yourself. And, and then, you know, all these things come up, right? You're not good enough. You're never going to amount to anything. You know, it, it's all a lie. You've been pretending you're a fraud, right? That's what we get a lot of, right? So what is it for you, Startup Nation? Calvin, continue that story. Yeah, you're, you feel like you're a fraud. And then you also wonder, like, is, like, everything in the world's a fraud? You're like... How, like, there's no way, like, all these other people are this successful because I'm working this hard. Like, it's got to just be bullshit. The things people are pitching on social media, Facebook, Instagram, like, WTF. Like, or is it way harder than I even think now? Like, am I, like, so inadequate that I can't, like, so much loops. But there's a lesson in this, but it gets a little bit darker before it gets better. Um, so I go out there day seven, again, just because I, I, I had to do something. I had to keep going. And I go knock on this guy's door and I give him the full pitch. By the way, I was selling solar in Southern California and I thought that was going to be the perfect thing to sell because more solar 
uh, is sold in California than the rest of the United States combined. Little did I know, but that I was not the only person with that idea. <laughs> so there so was you like knock on this guy's door. Yeah, I knock on this guy's door, and typically, fifteen other people had knocked on somebody's door, so they hated you. Mm. So you couldn't even get the pitch out. But with this guy's door, I got to give out the whole pitch. So that was the bonus. And then he said something that blew my mind for the, the after the seven days of going through all that. And he said, "This sounds awesome." This is the best pitch I've heard out of the 15 other people that have knocked on my door in the last month. So I'm going to do this. Let's do it. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, why wouldn't I be? Let's do it. So I'm like, yes, finally. So like silver lining, I'm like, man, I'm finally getting one. Like I should have like seven at this point, but man, like I thought all hope was lost. I was looking in the depths of hell. Like this was, it was, it was insane. So I'm finally getting it. So payoff. And so I get down, I get his information and everything. And then one last step that I had to do is pull out my phone and do a quick public utility credit check that just showed that he paid his bills on time and stuff. Cause we were essentially going to give him solar for free. Um, if he, if he paid his bills on time. So I get on the phone with an agent, say his, his name is Frank, here's his address. And then I just have to give the phone to Frank and I, and he, all he has to say is, yes, that's my name. Yes, that's my address. We're solid. So I give Frank the phone. I'm just taking down notes, like letting the, those, that negative chatter I had finally dissipating a little bit, think, saying like, there is a God, there is awesomeness, like things are happening in a good way. And then Frank says something that ugh, blew me away. He says, you know what? I don't have to want to do this right now. Cancel everything. I look up from my notebook and I'm like, What? And I'm hearing him say, yeah, cancel everything. I literally grabbed the phone out of Frank's hand while he was talking to the agent. And I was like, hold on. And I was like, Frank, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I don't want to have to affect my credit or anything like now, right now. And I was like, we're good. Like, this is not like a long-term credit hit. It's just to make sure that we know you're paying your bills on time because we're going to give you solar panels for free. And hey, bro. Can you say hi? Hi. Okay. I got to do this. Yeah. See you in a bit. <laughs> Sorry for that. Horrible. <laughs> so, Startup Nation, Calvin's yeah. little boy just walked in and yeah. it was to awesome. say hi to Startup Nation. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so I um I t take the the phone away from Frank. Will you hold on for just a quick sec? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hang on. Okay. bills on time. It's not going to affect your credit long term. And then once we do, like, it's all done. And I hand the phone back to Frank. He puts the phone up to his ear. And then it's like the longest 15 seconds of my life. for like 15 years because we're just staring at each other. Because he's like, I'm like, is he going to do it? Is he going to not do it? And then he says, okay, Calvin talked me into it. I'm going to do it. But I hope your CEO is listening because I still think it's dumb. They have to do a credit check before the panels are actually on my roof. And then he says, actually, you know what? I just talked myself out of it again. And I'm for real this time. Cancel everything and send me an email confirmation showing me that you canceled it. Click. He handed me the phone and he said, sorry, dude. And I had to leave. So we're talking mental chatter. If you're talking like – if you're thinking like it's scary to go out there and do it and then even when you're in it like day one you're getting nothing and there's mental chatter day two day three you're like going insane day seven then you get one mm. and it's a big tease 
Yeah, talk about it. Jeez. Yeah, because he canceled. So this was my, this is the darkest point that I've ever had in this journey to 100K. I went into my car and it was just too much at, the, at this point. I just freaking lost it. What'd just you do? Straight up. I just started screaming in my car. <laughs> I was like, what does this mean? I'm working my ass off. I was yelling to God or the universe. I was like, it's, we're supposed to just, like most of success is just showing up, right? I'm showing up. Oh my gosh. So um, one side note, that freak out actually was after leaving his house. I continued knocking the rest of the day, the rest of the afternoon, ended with nothing. It's dark. So now I have to leave the neighborhood. Hmm. And I was like, what the F just happened again? Was that your rock bottom in that moment? 100%. No question. I've never felt lower, darker, more disgusting in my entire life in every way. And it just got to the point where I just had to, I was screaming, angry, sad, crying, mm -hmm. and ever, pissed all at once. It's like I all your emotions collided together, right? Yes. And so I just started yelling and was like, what does this mean? Give me a message if, if, and if nothing else. What, is it, what does this mean? Give me a message. Give me something. And here's the lesson. This is where things started to, started to, to change. I started to leave the neighborhood. And then it was like a voice came to me that said, Calvin, go back to Frank's house. And I was like, what? Why would I go back to Frank's house? He's the one that started this whole mess. <laughs> Besides, he already said no. Twice. Twice. <laughs> and so, and then it came to me that it was like, exactly. He already said no. So what more do you have to lose? So I went back to Frank's house. No idea why I'm there. It's, it's already dark. You're yeah. not supposed to be in the neighborhoods when it's dark. I ding his doorbell. He comes out. I still remember vividly the lights on him a little bit. And I just say the most powerful sales pitch ever, <laughs> not. I say, Frank, why don't you just do this? <laughs> and he says, you know what, Calvin? I'm going to do it. I was like, what did you say? I don't think I could trust him at this point. <laughs> no kidding, right? And I was like, I, that's how, I was confused. I was like, what did you say? I was like, not expecting it. He's like, I'm going to do it. All right, so wrap, wrap up the story in a bow. Did he do it? A, so he did it. He did it, and he gave me a lesson. And it was almost like he was sitting in the back of my car uh, because he, um, he says, I'm going to do it, and the reason is it has nothing to do with solar anymore. It doesn't have to do with the credit check. I'm going to do it, and it's because of you. Because I know that the people that really succeed in life are the ones that believe in something and don't quit and never give up. Mm. And because you didn't quit, because you have probably been in this neighborhood all day, because you came back, I'm going to give you the order. And he did. And I was wrapping, after I was wrapping up, after he already said yes to the thing on the phone and everything, like he came and he literally put his hand on my shoulder again, almost as though he was sitting in the back of my car. He said, Calvin, I know you're working your ass off, but listen, I've been around a time or two and I just want you to know, don't quit keep going. You'll get it. Just never give up. And that was the lesson I needed at that point, because I was kind of like going back and forth of like, should, is this going to work? Should it, mm -hmm. should it not? And that was when I was like, there's power 
in burning the boats. There's power in making a decision and say, this is going to work because I'm not going to stop until. I'm not going to freaking stop until. I'm going to keep going. So universe, whatever you believe in, we may, you might as well give it to me now if you want because I'm, I'm going to outlast. Like I'm not going to stop until. And life wasn't just, as Rocky would say, sh sunshine and rainbows right then. I wish I could say like it was awesome right after that. It wasn't. I got some deals, but then I had another bad streak. But that second bad streak around the same length, by the way, did not even phase me because I had made the decision. I was not quitting. And then it was like a month later is when I made my first 10K. And that's where the first six-figure month happened. Love it. So, Startup Nation, listen to what Calvin is saying. Wisdom bombs galore here, right? Don't quit. If this, and, and when I say don't quit, that doesn't mean don't reassess what you're doing, right? Mm. Because sometimes we're in the wrong things. And I've, I've done oh. that many times in my life, right? So, if your heart says this is where you belong, and, and you've yeah, committed what you to it. know that that's the thing you're supposed to do. That's yeah. right. So if your heart connects with your mind and there's a knowing, there's an inner knowing, this is what I'm meant to do. Don't quit. Don't give up no matter what it takes. That totally. is success. That's when it happens. That's when you get your dreams. But first you have to go through the ugly and first you have to face uh, your own ugly. And that's what uh, it comes down to. So Calvin, I'm going to shift this a little bit. So, I talk about uh, superpowers on the show, right? Because many of us as entrepreneurs, we try to do too many things ourselves instead of finding our own superpower, the one thing that we're amazing at, and then delegating everything else out so that we could scale quickly. What do you consider to be your superpower after all these years? Communication. Something I want to do more of, whether that's speaking, writing, Things like that, because that's something that's the phase I'm in right now is delegation, getting rid of what I, I term it the minutia. Mm -hmm. I want to start doing way less of the minutia, being in my business and doing it all and like be more out. Like I'm putting a course together right now. And my whole thought this morning is like, yeah, I'm doing this course, but I, what can I do to bring a team member on to manage like the group and the people that are coming in and the credit card processing, just all the little stuff that is not like my highest superpower. So mm -hmm. I want to do more of that. Uh, just Got it. communication. Yeah. Got it. And what fear would you say was holding you back from winning up on worthiness? Worthiness. Expand I didn't on think that real quickly. I thought I didn't, I wasn't worthy of having it, to be honest. Like I did a lot of digging around this time and I kept going deeper and deeper. And a big part of it was I didn't think that I deserved to have it. Mm. So uh, success. Yeah, I didn't think I was worthy of success. I didn't think that I should have it or like that it was meant like I, I wanted it, but I felt almost guilty about if I was going to have it. Mm. And I had to overcome that and like, no, fuck no, screw, heck no, F no. I like I am. Everyone is. Uh, if you're faith based like I am, you, I believe that God created me and that was enough to be worthy. Like as a father, I want more for my kids than they could even fathom. And I was like, if I feel that way for my kids, he's got to feel that way for me. Maybe he wants even more for me than I even can fathom. So just in that, like I, my kid's worthy, like he's worthy of my love. He's worthy of everything. And if, if that, if I feel that for my kids in that human way, then it's got to be super good the other way. That's a fantastic way of saying it. For all you parents out there listening, that's exactly it. It's like your kid is worthy just because they're alive. 
right? You look at them and you know, they don't have to do anything to be worthy of your yeah. love. It's already there, right? right? And it's the same thing with God with, with you, right? You're ready worthy. You're ready. Uh, God has a plan for your life. You're not an accident, right? I love going into this conversation, but I'm not going to go. So let's ask another you this. Podcast. Another <laughs> podcast, another time. Calvin, what's the best business advice you've ever received? Um, the best business advice I've ever received is probably something Gary Vaynerchuk talks about a lot, and it's around self-awareness. Finding what you can enjoy doing and go in that. Like, be self-aware of what you love and do that. You can make money in anything. Like, don't make money and don't go after something just because it's a good business model or because it's a good business plan. Because if you, there's going to be all this hard stuff that we just talked about. And if it isn't something that you can see yourself going through the crap to get to, then you probably won't. So be self-aware enough to know that th this business is something I enjoy doing because if it's something you enjoy doing, you will figure out a way to make money with it. So best business advice, be self-aware, find out what you enjoy doing and go after that. Love it. Share one of your daily habits that, you, that helped get you to where you are today. Meditation. Uh, I picked up meditation around this time. I'm not, are you hearing noises? A little bit. Okay. Hopefully it's not too noisy. Um, just a sec. Daddy life. I get it. <laughs> um, so that the daily habit that has helped me the most, especially around this time is meditation. So I, um, I picked up guided meditation, not just as a nicety, but as something that, I needed to kind of process some of the chatter that mm. goes on. And there's two apps I, I use that I highly recommend if anybody's starting meditation for the first time. One of them is called Calm. That's the one I use probably the most. And then another one is Headspace. So just 10 minutes a day, get like sit down, like figure out a way to calm yourself. Because if you can calm your mind, then you can also dip deeper down to here, the heart and find out what's the right thing to do. Mm. What should you be doing, whether it makes financial sense or whatever yet, logically, like listening, getting more to that heart space, I think is important. And so meditation really helps me do that. I love that, right? Because I think that's where that's our source of power is our heart. You know, our brain just justifies, you know, what we're going to do. But quieting down the mind so that we could get to the heart, calm it down, right? And, and then pull that power from within. That sets you up for your win every day. What's your favorite uh, website, app, digital resource, and why? Well, I just gave two, um, Headspace yeah. and Calm. Um, for, for someone that is getting started in business, follow-up is super important. And mm -hmm. something that helps me with follow-up on email that I think is just like – a given, I can't, like, it's such a cool tool is something called Boomerang. If people haven't heard of it or used it, Boomerang is something that, like, after you write an email, it's literally just a Gmail plugin that if somebody hadn't replied, you can, the email will come back to the top of your inbox after a preset time, like two days. That is so good. Like, if you're, like, reaching out to a lot mm. of people, check that off. Uh, because sometimes you'll forget to like follow up. So you can just write an email like, hey, here's this, blah, 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 wanted to touch base. And then in two days, You'll get that at the top of the email if they haven't replied, and then you can just quickly reply back and say, hey, did you catch this email? Just wanted to touch back. And then they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. And like something like that, like it's just been a lifesaver for the last 12 to, uh, 12 to 18 months that I've been using it. I freaking love it. So, yeah. Yeah, running. that's an awesome one. I hadn't heard of that one, but that's very important for me like when I'm booking guests on, on my shows here. So uh, who totally. is – 
what, what is the one thing, this is uh, kind of my final question on this part of the show. What's the one thing that you want the world to know about being successful in business? I, this might be a surprising answer because you might think that I would, I would say that it's harder than you think. I don't want that to be the message. You can do it. Like the message I want people to know is if you can think it and believe it and, and dream it, like it's a reason you're thinking, believing it and like feeling it, like you can do it. Like you literally can, like there's nothing more special with me or Tim Ferriss or Gary Vaynerchuk or Oprah or Ellen DeGeneres. If we want it, it's theirs for the taking. You can go after it. That's what I want people to know. That's awesome. All right. So this is my favorite part and then we'll wrap up. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I ask you 12 quick, 12 quick fire questions and you'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. Just say the first thing Sounds that comes good. to you. Ready? Okay. okay. What's your favorite Ready. sound? Uh, fire, like what's, crackling. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, screeching, like screaming, I guess. Got it. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Superman. <laughs> cool. Right there. That's it. Oh, right there we go. What do you, awesome. Calvin, what are you most afraid of? Dying poor. Mm, that's original. I like that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Overthinking. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about people? What secret fear do I have about people? Uh, that they don't connect with me. Hmm. I get that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? That it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. It's okay to mess up. Just decide and then make it right. Got it. What is a new habit you want to form? Writing daily. Mm -hmm. And what is a bad habit that you want to break? Getting lost in the social media rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Bulldog. I don't know if that's one word or two words. Um, courageous. Regular. Mm, yeah, cool. Pick three words to describe who you were back then when you first started. Dreamer, idea guy. Like those are three. I was just the idea guy. Was not the action taker. Just a dreamer. It. Just yeah, missing taker. the execution. Yeah, for sure. Missing the execution. Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. <laughs> a guy who showed us that even though we are who we are. If we just dream it, believe it, and execute on it, we can achieve it. Anything's possible. Love it. And last question, Calvin, if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? This is it, this moment right here. Don't worry about what happened. Don't worry about what's about to happen. Wherever you are right now, you're okay. Live it. Enjoy it. Love it, brother. Calvin, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? 
Uh, something I've been doing a little bit more, like uh, I'll be totally just direct and make it open my email. Like I'll give you my personal email, calvinwayman at gmail.com. You can reach me that way. Um, and certainly through any of the social channels, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, just by searching Calvin Wayman. Awesome. And Calvin is C-A-L-V-A as in Veronica, I-N, Wayman, W-A-Y-M-A-N. That's the way, man. That's the way, man. Awesome. Calvin, thanks for joining us today, and I wish you peace, love, and superpowers. Joseph, this was awesome. Thank you so much. You got it. Cheers. Startup Nation, want to grow your business faster than you ever imagined? Head over to First100K for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll catch you on the next show. Cheers. Cheers.